going to get a wee bit traditional on you. And uh, and begin by with a with a scriptural reading. That's not the traditional part. But what I'm um, what I'd like to do is invite you to stand as I read the scriptures. This is something I think that they might do in um, in some church traditions, and it's a way of like kind of honouring the scriptures. So let's stand together. I'm going to read Psalm one. Psalm one. Psalm one. Book one. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit, yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. So says the word of the Lord. Oh, what do they say in Anglican churches? There's like a, a phrase. Can someone yell it to me? Thus saith the Lord. Saith the Lord. Yeah, okay, you can sit. That's, how do you feel? What was it? This is the word of the Lord. Okay, can we try that? This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, God. <laughs> Amen. All right, you can sit. Some, someone uh, is, about, is about what we invite into our lives or what we input. So I know, um, you know, I haven't seen a bunch of you since, since last year, but um, I'm guessing my hunch is that over Christmas and New Year's, you probably consumed a fair bit. You might have eaten, eaten a wee bit, wee bit, and some of you might have overindulged, and then you have that, you know, the day after type thing where you go, oh man, I'm going to begin exercising or, or whatever it is, exercise more, eat, eat healthier. So Psalm 1 is kind of about what we invite into our lives, what we input. And in it, it contrasts these two groups of people, the righteous, and they've they got the sweet deal, and the wicked, and they don't have a sweet deal. And it kind of calls us to go, what, okay, what is, the, what is the way that we're going to go? And I think it's just this invitation to, to, um, to go, to follow the way of the righteous. And it highlights, what, it highlights what the righteous one feeds on. Verse 2 that we just read. The righteous one delights in the law of the Lord. On his law, he meditates day and night. The message says they thrill to God's word. And the result, the picture is one of flourishing. A tree, you know, being like a tree planted by streams of water. This is why I feel like the convergence of themes this morning. Living water planted by streams of, uh, streams of water, yielding fruit, prospering in all they do. It's a picture of strength. It's a picture of resilience. It's a picture of growth, of life. And whereas, the, whereas the picture of the wicked is like, is like chaff, you know, this dry stuff. The ashes just getting blown away in Wellington's wind. It's the opposite of flourishing. You're distanced from life. They're dried up. Jeremiah 17, 7, he says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, who trusts in the Lord. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its, stru- it sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when the heat comes, for its leaves remain green, and is not anxious in the year of the drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. I read that again. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out, sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when the heat comes, for its leaves remain green, and is not anxious in the year of the drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. This is a picture of someone who's fearless, non-anxious, even in a drought, even when there's like global supply issues, right? Where am I going to get my food? Where am I going to get my toilet paper? They're not, <laughs> that's a good joke. I might use that one for the 11. They, they continue to bear fruit. 
which also goes against it, right? A drought, you're not going to bear fruit in a drought. Yes, you are, because you're going to be a, a tree planted by water. This is, this is part of like, well, I think this is a word in season, because the season is like a drought. You know, unable to gather together, all the whole family together, facing restrictions, all kinds of things. Yet this promise is one of fruit. Fear, anxiety. And yet this promises us a lifestyle of freedom. And both of these passages share this key that we, if we're wise, if we're going to follow in the way of the righteous, are going to hold on, we're going to grab hold of this. This is what we're going to do. We're going to be people that take care of what we allow into our lives, into our mind and our heart. And we're going to be a people that send out roots into the water of God, into the life of God. Thank you for praying that uh, about the river of the Lord at the end, Dad, at the end of worship. Because the water of God, this, God is the source of all life. Uh, Proverbs 4.23 says, Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. Vigilance. The condition of being alert, wakeful, weary, watchful. We need to be aware of what comes into us because out of us flows uh, springs of life. Luke 6, man, I'm moving fast. Luke 6, 4. The good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good, and the evil person out of the evil treasure produces evil, for out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks. Uh, which reminds me of uh, John um, John seven thirty seven, where Jesus was speaking about the living waters. And he goes, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me, and let the one who believes in me drink. As the scripture has said, out of the believer's heart shall flow rivers of living water. Now he said this about the spirit, which believes in him we're about to receive. So I just want to get really practical and think about inputs. How do we go about storing up good treasure in our heart? How do we, so that we overflow with good? Now, quick story, and I can't resist. My boy, oh my boy, he's wonderful, my little Eli. He's at the, he's at the stage, he's, at the, he's in that, that oral phase, <laughs> which is where a baby crawls around and everything they see goes into the mouth. And, uh, you know, he's all about, it's all about input, like putting this in your mouth, putting it in your mouth, and he's, he's crawling, so he's exploring around, he's exploring and adventuring and, and learning new things. This is how we all learn and develop. And he loves food, and almost everything goes in his mouth, except he really hates Pamol and ibuprofen, which was a bit of a problem after his surgery three weeks ago. <laughs> anyway, I get quite infuriated. I don't really like the oral phase. Because <laughs> I'm like, mate, don't eat my shoe. You know, uh, don't eat that bit of leftover food off the floor. You know, that bit of rice from last night. I, I, got, a bit of, I got a flour out of his mouth, was it yesterday morning? inputs he's not discerning about what he puts in his mouth he needs to learn and he hopefully he will soon about what's okay and what's not because he puts the wrong thing in his mouth it's you know gets sick or choke or whatever and it's the same for us and we've got to be careful about what we eat yep amen um we also be need to be we need to be discerning about what we input this means what we read and what we look at what we think about what we watch online and what be what participate in and man sometimes this um this involves sacrifice. Often it involves sacrifice. Often it means not doing something that we want to do. <clears throat> Often it means not doing something that other people do. It might even be do not doing something that other Christians do. We feel that we might feel a pull towards something, a, a temptation for lack of a better word. Everyone else is doing it, but we need to not do it. And there's a word for that, and it's worship. Because worship 
At its heart is sacrifice. It's, it's sacrificing something that's of worth to us to go, God, you are more worthy than that. You know? Present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, your spiritual worship. The inputs of our lives have effects on the systems of our lives. You know, if you eat something dodgy, then it makes you sick, right? If you, if you, can, if you look at something dodgy, it can make you sick in ways that you don't even, don't even realize at the time. You might not even expect. But the Lord wants us to flourish. He wants us to be like that tree. So I'm just going to list some examples. I won't have time to go into them, but you can think about them yourselves. Think about some of these inputs that we need to be especially wary of as followers of Jesus. The internet. That was a wee pun. In, input. In, internet. Internet. Or internet. Internet. Okay, we've just got to be careful. We've got to be like wise up. We've got to be careful on, as we engage with YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the multitude of voices. There's so many different voices. And I, I've, <laughs> I've, I've talked about Facebook before, but I found that as I scroll through Facebook, then now yeah, it gave me these emotions that I didn't like. I was like, oh, I don't want these emotions. It turns out that the cure was actually really simple, and it was not to engage with it. I feel so free. So if you're watching on Facebook... I just keep watching. Don't you know? It's sort of the, you know, it's the irony, isn't it? Like we we're streaming on Facebook and we're streaming on YouTube, and I'm going. Ah, just but what I'm saying is, it's not about going. You know, just be just watch. And, and I think like taking being aware of of how that how that makes you feel, and also um, what God is telling you, what God is telling you. Movies, books, games. Man, I um, I just think that some movies just should be basically just off the cards for Christians. <laughs> It's a bit legalistic, James, but seriously, horror movies, do they glorify God? I remember seeing movies growing up, and, um, and the effects of those movies were horrendous, horrendous. I, I remember this, uh, watching this as a child, I think I was about 10 years old, and, and I saw this uh, TV series about Jack the Ripper. It was just a um, stupid series, and it freaked me out so much that I was convinced. I was convinced that Jack the Ripper, you know, from whatever, the 19, uh, 18, 1800s, was going to time travel and come and hang me, which, which is, anyway, it's, it's all messed up. But, it, you know, these are the kind of the effects of what happens if we input stuff that we shouldn't input. I can tell you more stories about that. Um, I won't touch on that, won't touch on that. I mean, the, these things, um, these things I think are pretty clear. What are the inputs? And I think at this time of the year, it's a really good opportunity to, to take stock or to, or to stock take. What are your inputs? And even better, to do this and invite the Lord to search your heart. And like, do it with God. Okay, God, search my heart. <laughs> you know, and see what he reveals. Jeremiah 17, like continuing that passage I read from before, says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind to give every man and woman. You don't miss out, okay? Every man and woman, according to his or her ways according to the fruit of their deeds this is a good time this is a good time i think the lord is inviting us take stock see what your inputs are see what are the things you think about blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked nor stands in the way of sinners nor sits in the seat of scoffers this has really stood out to me i think new zealand is a nation of scoffers and it's really easy for us to participate in this and i think the lord is actually going no we've got to be set apart you might be in a group of people at work or wherever you are, and they're, they're scoffing, like uh, making, fun of, making fun of people, making fun of, um, yeah, I didn't tell you examples, leaders or um, groups they don't like or um, 
Brian Tamaki or whatever, you know, making fun, scoffing. But we're not to sit in that way, not to walk in that way. Our delight is to be in the, in the law of the Lord, meditating on his law day and night. Sending out roots, Jeremiah 17, sending out roots. So I'm going to turn this around and come and sort of like finish up on a, it's kind of been a wee bit negative so far, hasn't it? Don't do that. James says, don't do this. Don't do this. But negative. So we're going to turn around and go, let's get positive. The best way to avoid doing something <laughs> is, to, is to do something else. Um, is to find something else that you, uh, you, know, you like doing even better. You like doing even better. This is the best way to change habits. It's not to, the best way to change habits is to go, I am not going to touch alcohol. Well, maybe it is. Anyway, that's a bad example. As followers of Jesus... We are to avoid sin. And, and I think that the best way to do this is to chase after Jesus. Jesus! <laughs> like, I'm getting tempted now. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I've got this gap in my heart that I'm trying to fill with, with, with inappropriate ways. Fill me, with, fill me with appropriate things. Okay, so Psalm 1 says that the blessed person is one who delights in the law of the Lord, meditating on the law, on the law of the Lord, on what God says. Jeremiah 17, the blessed person is one who sends roots out into good water. Uh, Philippians 4, you know, there's a passage about just about thinking about whatever is true, what is honorable. You know, we can kind of go, okay, what are, the, what, are the, what's, what are you doing, Lord? What's good? Thinking about those things. So I want to just highlight, just finish up here to highlight two inputs. Two inputs. This is not an order of importance. I'm going to finish with, I think, what's the, uh, what I think is like the key. The first one is the Word of God. We have the Word of God. We have the Word of God, and we have seasons. Sometimes it's like you have seasons where it's like everything you read, you feel God speaking to you, or you connect with it, or you feel, some, you feel something going on. You have other seasons where it's not like that, I've found, where it's tough going, a desert place. If you're in that second season, that desert place, then, then go to God, invite Him to speak to you, even if it's just one verse. Speak to me in one verse. I just need you, Lord. Speak to me if there's one verse. I found it incredibly helpful uh, having the, the U-Vision, the Bible app, and the verse of the day. One verse. Speak to me in this one verse, Lord. And community. In these seasons, community is so key because the person you're sitting next to right now, they might be in an awesome season where everything is speaking to them. So community is key. We can encourage one another. This word that uh, we read in Psalm about meditate Okay, you might have a picture of someone just sitting down in a, uh, not in a lotus position, but meditating like that, thinking really hard. I'm meditating. But there's a different sort of, there's a different way of seeing this in the Bible, and it's like chewing on. It's like this active thing, like a lion chews on a, on a bone of meat. And often the Bible is, is communal again, so chewing on things together, like look, looking at passages together, talking about them, you, like doing this with your family. What does Jesus mean when he said, feed the poor? Oh, I don't know. Um, maybe feed the poor. Um, you know, bad example again. But, but doing this, that's no, a good example. Doing this with other people, community, life-changing. Uh, finding podcasts, read books. Um, you know, just look at, look at, find different ways to engage with the Word of God. And if you don't know what to read, don't know what to listen to, then talk to someone else. Talk to me. I've got heaps of suggestions. That's the Bible. I reckon like this, just want to lift it up. The Bible. Lift it up. The Bible. This is, we've got to be holding on to that. Okay. But finally, the water, sending out deep roots into the water. What do you think that could be about? <laughs> the river of God. Well, 
I think it speaks of the Holy Spirit. I think it speaks of the Holy Spirit. That's what, that's what Jesus says in, um, John, in John 7. Let anyone who's thirsty come to me, and let the one who believes in me drink. Out of the believer's heart shall flow rivers of living water. Now he said this about the Spirit. We can't do this on our own. We were not meant to do this on our own. We have the Spirit as followers of Jesus. We have the Spirit of God with us. We have the Spirit of God in us. We've got this, he's the Spirit of life. He's here to refresh. He's here to sustain. He's here to heal. He's in homes to heal, to restore. He's here to transform us from the inside out. The stream of living water, it's like a picture of this dynamic, moving, life-giving Holy Spirit. Not stagnant, not boring, dynamic, powerful, inspirational. The roots of the tree are constantly seeking out. Sometimes we can kind of get a bit used to going, oh, you know, I've experienced the Holy Spirit. I felt something once upon a time ago. That's, that's as far as our roots go, but that's not deep enough. Sometimes there's almost, I think, I think there's almost like that withdrawal or that desert place to force us, okay, go a little bit deeper. Where can I send my roots out to find you, Holy Spirit, today? Oh, Lord, even now I just kind of sense you moving in this place. Would your Spirit come, Lord? Would your Spirit come? Would you fall afresh upon people, God? Fall afresh upon people. Would you fall afresh upon people? Lord, you've been reminding me over the last week and and over weeks about prophecies, about the living water, about the wells, about the wells of Wellington. These prophecies go back to 2017 and beyond. How Wellington is a a city built on streams, streams literally flowing under us. And you're calling us to be a people with roots that go deep and deeper. And in the season, it's a testing season, it's a trying season, but it's a season of hope and promise because you're inviting us to send, to, 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 to send roots out into you. So would you come, Lord Jesus? I'm just going to finish now, but I'm going to read a prophecy. That comes from um, 2017. It's actually kind of a, yeah, I'll turn in a second. And it, um, Anna, <laughs> thanks Anna, you sent, me a, you sent me an email, we're having this dialogue, 2017, how many years ago is that? And you said that you keep thinking about Dad's word from a few weeks ago, about Wellington being a place of wells and wellness. You said, I keep thinking about how we are his wells. Spring up, O oh well, within my soul. It excites me to think that there are wells all over the city. And if we are overflowing, people will be drawn to the well in us, Christ in us. We will overflow with his healing power, encouragement, joy, love, and grace. His fragrance in us will be so attractive to those who are seeking, to those who are thirsty. We just need those wells to spring up and to be aware of all that we carry. Do you remember writing that? (laughs) We need to be reminded, hey. This is, I think, what God is doing a little bit today. So I've been yelling at you for the last 10 minutes. Um, can, we stand, can we stand together? And even in, like some of you are, some of you are in groups already, um, some of you aren't. But I, but I just almost like see um, something I think following from what Natalia did last week in our prayer meeting. And it's like together, what we can do, what I'll do is I'll pray over us as individuals. Uh, and then what I like, what I think we should do is 
one another, like ask permission, see if it's okay, and then see if that other person is okay with you kind of saying, um, almost like blessing them and releasing the Holy Spirit, not releasing the Holy Spirit, but inviting the Holy Spirit. Okay, does that sound good? Lord, in this, in this place, Lord, <clears throat> in this place, help us to, um, help us to send, uh, send those roots out like that tree, sending those roots out to discover, discover your water and to, um, and to drink deeply from, from your Holy Spirit, that we would be a people that are, are resilient, strong, non-anxious, flourishing, bearing fruit, even in the drought, not afraid of the drought. Lord, that we would um, drink so deeply that we overflow and that out of our hearts will flow rivers of living water. May these words like just leap out at us, uh, leap out at us from the page that we read them on or, or what we hear, and may you speak those words of life into our hearts today. God, at the end of Jan, but at the beginning of 2022. So come, Holy Spirit. Maybe uh, you want to put your hand on your heart or, or open your, even open up your hands to the Holy Spirit. We'll just invite him now. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Spirit of God, would you come now upon your people? Would you come now? Lord, we, this bit of time that we have this morning, would you come now? You can do in a moment what, what may, take, may take years and years. Would you come even now?